Simon Peter. And so he's talking about himself and Apollos and uh, Peter as the ministers of Christ. And the people in Corinth had uh, actually not valued Paul very much. They kind of despised him. He, he wasn't very formidable in his appearance, and he said he had rude speech, and he, uh, he didn't use the wisdom of the world or eloquence of speech. Apollos was eloquent, but Paul was not. But, uh, so he wasn't really appreciated. He, he worked with his own hands to provide everything he needed. He didn't take any money from the, the church there. He, uh, but now he's saying, let a man so account of us as the ministers of Christ. Now I'd like to say, well, this applies to anyone who is a minister of Christ. But initially, this is he's speaking of Paul, Apollos, and, and uh, Simon Peter. And so the ministers of Christ and the stewards of the mysteries of God. Well, the uh, word account is used there, and that's a word that uh, is translated to, uh, in other places, to reason, to number, to uh, think, to reckon, to count, to impute, to esteem, or suppose, or to conclude. For example, in Mark 15, 28, it says the scripture was fulfilled, which said he was numbered with the transgressors. That's the same word there as to account. So it's translated in a bunch of different ways. Uh, Evidently, the Greek word had so many different implications that one English word couldn't contain all of it. And I'm not going to second-guess the translators. Uh, people can say, well, it should be better translated this. Well, I'm just going to go with what it says. But in Luke 22, 37 also it says, this is written, it must yet be accomplished in me, he was reckoned among the transgressors. So that word reckoned or accounted. He was numbered with the transgressors. In Romans 3.28, therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Yes. Romans 4.3, what saith the scriptures? Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Yeah. Romans 4.6, David described the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works. In verse 8, blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. So God looks at the person who is righteous, and he won't count them. He won't count sin against them. He won't. It, it, that's the same word here, so that a man so account of us. Same word in Romans 6.11. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. That, that's a very good word. I'd urge you to, if you have an opportunity to look up that word in your... Uh, there's a lot of online Bible study helps, but uh, I'm going to urge you, if you have an interest, to, there's certainly a lot of information there you can see. The, uh, so we have, they were accounting them as ministers of Christ. Well, what is a minister of Christ? It's the, there's a word there, the word minister is translated different ways at uh, five times, translated minister, Translated sermon four times and officer eleven times. And uh, it's, the Greek word is huperitakes, which uh, basically means someone who is an under rower. 
you have a sailing vessel that has an ancient sailing vessel with a bunch of holes poked to the side and people with oars just sitting there chained to the bench rowing. And the under rower would be a person at the lowest level. You might have two or three or four levels of row oars and the, all they do is sit there and row all day. They're not directing the ship, they're not guiding it, they're not in charge. And that's since they're servants, they're just slaving, working hard. Yeah. And that's uh, what this is. The uh, apostles... It says, I found a quote from Adam Clark's commentary. The word cuperites means an underlord, or one who in the trireme, quadrireme, or quinquireme galleys rode in one of the undermost benches. But it means also, as used by the Greek writers, any inferior officer or assistant. By the term here, the apostle shows that the Corinthians, that far from being heads and chiefs, he and his fellow apostles considered themselves only inferior officers employed under Christ, from whom alone they receive their appointment, their work, and their recompense. And uh, they, they were uh, not the ones giving orders. They were under the headship of Christ. Christ would be the pilot. The, so they're under authority. Like the, the uh, centurion, was. A, he said, I'm a man also under authority. They were head authority, but they're also under authority. Uh, Brother Marty? Yeah, Paul says elsewhere that he's a slave, a slave of the yes. Lord, a slave of Christ. Mm -hmm. And this is what I feel. Well, in, in this case, under Christ means Christ spoke through them. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. And Brother David. Yes. Yeah, there were things that Paul taught that nobody else could have known. Absolutely. The things that the apostles were shown that nobody else was shown. See, they were they were the stewards of that. And they were so faithful to minister. Ministers and stewards. Now, a steward is a different word. Yeah. And a steward would be uh, a servant, but not the lowest servant. I mean, they actually were like a management position, He's in charge person, of other... You know, like a vice president. Yes. He's in charge of a section of... They had a lot of a responsibility and a trust given to them. Amen. They had... Uh, it was used of people who were taking care of finances or property or houses or a family, making sure they had food and clothing and make sure that the wealth wasn't squandered. But just think, we have a, a greater mm -hmm. responsibility than earthly riches. The message of the gospel, that's a greater yeah, trust. Yeah. It's required that they be found faithful. So, yes, the, uh, here it says there are stewards of the mysteries of God. Now, mystery, we would think of, uh, when I was little, I read uh, mystery books where you'd have something that was unknown and you had to search out all these clues and figure it out. I'm telling you, these mysteries are, you could never figure these out. Yeah. It's not something where you just, we'll just put together the clues and we'll figure this out. It's, it's, it's a mystery. It had to be revealed and God's the only one who could reveal it. Man's wisdom can't figure it out. Yeah, I think the, the word translated mystery means it's something that is to be in the process of being opened up. It's a mystery, something that's been opened, it's being opened up. It wasn't opened up before. Yes. Mm -hmm. And like Brother uh, Justin said, that the apostles, they were the ones who got this revelation. So mystery had to be revealed by God. It can't be figured out by man's wisdom or you can't inspect it yeah. with a microscope or... There's nothing we could ever think of. It's, uh, 
There's a scripture here. First Corinthians. I want to say a word too about yes. Paul was he spent fifteen months in Corinth, and there was no evidence that during that time that this defection took place. It's when he left that it took place. But he even when he was there, he could detect there were certain weaknesses, but it didn't crop up until he left. Then vultures swooped him. It was terrible. So they, what little respect they did have for him, they lost him. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, the mystery here, well, let's turn to First Corinthians chapter 2. And he talks in uh, verse 7. Paul says, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. So these are things that God has reserved for himself, and he he has to reveal them. We would never figure these out. Mm-hmm. And so the apostles and the prophets were the ones who God revealed it to them. He, he said, I would do nothing without first letting my servants the prophets know. Sister Jim? Yeah. Uh, it's been brought up here that, that Paul said things that nobody else said because it hadn't been given to them. It's a mystery in bringing in what Brother Gibbon said. Whenever you know there is something to be discovered or known that you don't know yet, so it's a mystery to you. But until that time, if you don't know anything about it, it's just total ignorance. It's not really a mystery to you because you don't even know it exists. It's whenever if you get a little bit of light or you get, a, you get something to go on, and then it's something to be searched for, something to be desired, or whatever it comes to the things of God. And one, one thing that the heathen realized, that a lot of Christians don't realize, is that God cannot be understood. Deity cannot be understood by humanity. No way, you can't. There has to be a revelation of it because God, you can't think the thoughts of God without them being revealed. But see, people, this has been lost in our generation. That's why people don't seek faith. It's why they don't pray for understanding. It's why they don't seek it. They think they can figure it out. They've got Bibles. We've got, I've heard people say that. We've got a Bible. You've got a Bible. Mm -hmm. Well, so did Israel. They had a Bible too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, going on in that same passage that you had, that's what he's talking about. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the Mm -hmm. spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Amen. 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 Because we're men. 
And Solomon, when he wrote, he wrote how men think. Yes. God gave him a thorough understanding of what mm -hmm. men think. Mm -hmm. But Paul didn't preach the way men. No. He didn't use when, men's wisdom. Yeah. There's uh, the scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29. Yeah. The secret things belong, belong unto the Lord our God, mm -hmm. but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. They wouldn't have known it if it had not been revealed. And there's things that we'll never know. Maybe in eternity to come, we'll, God will reveal it. It says it in it has not entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. So there's, a, there's still things that God has kept secret and we'll never know unless he chooses to reveal it. And we have a... Until, we're, a, until we're there. Absolutely. <laughs> now, everything that we need to know in this life is yeah. here. And the Holy Spirit is the only one that can open it up to us. It's not... You can study intellectually using man's wisdom and the... Oh, there's like a science of Bible study. Mm -hmm. Well... Even so, with that so-called science of Bible study, unless the Holy Spirit reveals it to you, you're not going to know it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there's things that God has, hidden secret things, mm -hmm. but he can reveal it. And so he revealed it to the apostles. Yeah. They have the, so they were stewards of the mysteries of God. The mystery would be what God had revealed to them. And now, so they were faithful in preaching and teaching, and then they yeah. found other people who were faithful to... You don't understand that the secret things aren't the things that are revealed to us. No. Their meaning is revealed. See, people think they can read the scripture and that the Holy Spirit opens it up to them. Well, there's a, there's a sense in which it's true. But a person's got to be careful about how he talks about this. Because if he's not going to reveal beyond your grasp of scripture. Yes. God's going to work with the Holy Spirit's going to work with what you know the scripture says. With Paul, there were things that were revealed to him that were in the scripture. Yes. Right. They yeah. were hinted at, but they weren't they were they were revealed as it's not revealed. See <laughs> I don't say what I'm saying, but this, this. When you talk about revelation, you've got to use the word discreetly. <laughs> well, that's abused quite a lot. Uh, on page two here, a steward is someone who is taking care of someone else's property. Yes, remember, it's not their own. Yes, exactly. So he's put in trust of someone else. And so yes. a steward of the mystery of God, they're not acting on their own behalf. They're representing God and speaking yes. for God. And there's a danger if, if someone claims to be speaking for God and they're not, well, then, then they have a greater condemnation because they're yeah. uh, teaching falsely. Right. It's, yeah. it's not theirs. It's somebody else's. Well, yeah. we're representing our Lord Jesus Christ. And if we received what we received, we have to pass it on faithfully. Brother Justin? Yeah, and that's this, these secret things of God. There's, there, are, there are many things that are still secret and that will remain secret even while we're in this world until we, until we leave this world because it's not the time for us to know them yet. 
in the book of Revelation, he said, seal up the seven thunders. Don't write about that. Yeah. There's some things that are about God that God's revealing himself, but there are, there are many things about God that are that are still secret. Yeah, put, put it simply, the only thing that's revealed to us are things that pertain to us in this world. Amen. Amen. We don't we know very little about what's to come. The, the descriptions are very, are very general. But what, what pertains to us here, that's what we can know. Amen. Whenever um, Paul was writing, he said, I knew a man about 14 years ago. Yeah. Whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know. Yeah. But it was lifted up to the third heaven yeah. and saw things and heard things yeah. that it was not lawful to speak. Yeah. And, yeah. Not lawful like, uh, like, thou shalt not speak these things unlawful. There was no way for someone, no matter what words, what human words you used, there were there was no way to communicate right. what he had seen Amen. and heard. Yeah. That's right. It was Amen. given to him to see it and to hear it. But see, it there's the wisdom of God where, where. God was guiding, uh, leading, uh, directing Paul in, in what to communicate to the saints. But he had received a great deal. And uh, whenever we talk about uh, things not being told to us now, it wouldn't, we would have no way of receiving it. God knows what we can receive and what we must have. And when we get there, we'll, we'll probably be able to put a lot of things together. But now, we're bearing the yoke of our youth. That's right. Amen. Amen, Brother David. The Ethiopian eunuch, he knew, he knew he didn't understand. Remember, Philip asked him, uh, do you understand what yeah. thou readest? He said, how can I? Yeah. So, yeah. Teach yeah. me. So see, there's yeah. the thing. He knew, he was reading it. But he didn't understand it. That's right. And so the knowledge just didn't fall down from heaven. God sent somebody to him yeah. who, who did understand. Did understand. And yeah. so this is, you know, that's why we submit to one another. That's why we submit to the one who does understand. Yeah. I mean, and we, we give them double honor. Why? Right? Because they're teaching us the principles of God. And, and they're, they're showing us things that we're not going to get any other way. I mean... It, a lot of people, if you, if you just get stubborn and step in your neck and say, I'm going to figure it out, you, you won't get it. You That's won't exactly get it. That's exactly right. Yeah. See, everything, everything God gives is intended to be used. Mm -hmm. Yes, amen. See, he doesn't give things to be warehoused. They're to be used. But while we're in this world, there are some things that are very real. They exist in the world, or, mm -hmm. the world to come, but they don't, they're not adapted for here. So the purpose here is to get us adapted for there. And to be adapted for there, you've got to come to understand what has been revealed for us. Yes, amen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and uh, as, you, as you started out there, being ministers and stewards, yeah. God gives the understanding, but he also determines the means. Yes. So whenever God raises somebody up, like the Apostle Paul, 
are the, the, the rest of the, the apostles, the uh, different ones that were mentioned. We have people in the church today that God hasn't stopped working with his people. Yes, amen. He, there are some things that he didn't produce more of, but teachers and preachers and, and uh, honest and good hearts that have wisdom and, and are operating according to the grace that is given to them, uh, that to say to somebody that you know is teaching the truth and say, I don't think I, I, I want to get it from them. What? You're not really against them. God's the one that raised them up. Yes, You're refusing the gift of God in that person. Mm -hmm. It may be, it doesn't make any difference what gift or what ability that is a spiritual gift or ability. If you reject it, you've rejected the one yeah. who put it in that saint to give to you. Yeah, think, think how, speaking as a man, think how difficult it is. God gives it to Christ, Christ gives it to the Spirit, Spirit gives it to special messengers. That's what it takes to get the thing down to the, to the level where, where people can understand. Amen. That's how far above mm -hmm. these things are. Amen. So you can see how bad it is that people are unfamiliar with the Scripture, mm -hmm. which is kind of the bottom, that's kind of the base where the understanding is gathered, right, in the scriptures, where a person who's not familiar with scripture, well, yeah. they just shut up in ignorance. They don't know who God is, they don't know what God's done, they don't know what God's doing or what he requires, they don't know any of this. Yeah. It's just as serious to refuse Paul yeah. and Peter yeah. and John yes. today That's right. as it would have been for those who walked the earth with them. Yeah, you said now this you dealt with this three there. Who are Paul and Paul Cephas, Paul, but Venice is God gave. Mm -hmm. Well, how does God regard giving those ministers and then the people didn't receive them? Uh, well we know how. Yeah. Because <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Jesus said, He that refuses you refuses me. Yeah. And he that refuses yeah. me refuses he him that sent me. That's right. Uh, Brother Boyce tells a story about him going to a, a, a foreign country. I believe it was um, India. Anyway, he he was te he was teaching the people, and he was giving an example about David and Goliath. This great example. And uh, the preacher was there, stopped him. He said, "Brother, he says these are believers. They trust in the Lord." He said, "But they don't know anything about David and Goliath." Says they don't have a Bible in their language. Says they heard the gospel, they responded in faith, and he said, and they're living under their conscience. They're conscious of God, and they've changed their life. He says, but they don't understand that. He says, so you're going to have to talk about Christ. They understand Christ. Now that's quite an amazing thing. Oh, yeah. See that these, these brother. Now they, in other words, God didn't hold them responsible for not understanding because they had never heard about it. And so what they were held responsible for is the, the amount of revelation they had been given. And what a blessing that is. Because if you just live according to that, to what God's given you, you will excel. 
Amen. You will. The thing yes. is, is that, see, you, you know, if a person has false confidence and they think, I know all about this, well, they're not going to seek any, 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 any more. See, we don't know all of it. We know what God's given us, what we need to know for life and godliness, and, and as we pursue that, we'll grow, and he'll give us to see more. But it, it, I was impressed with the fact that, see, Brother Boyce didn't know that. He, was, he, he wasn't aware of it. But he became aware of it. And so then he adjusted his teaching. But he was making a point that, you know, you go in there and you think you're, you you got it all. You're going to teach them this. And, but you don't know. If you don't know the people you're teaching, how do you know what they need? Amen. That's why we've adopted, why I've adopted, when it comes to foreign work, to teach the teachers. Yeah. Because if you say the people, yeah. you say Abraham, you have no idea what Abraham. Of course, that's the fault of the preachers. Yeah, yeah. They shouldn't. They should have known about yeah. Goliath, David, and Goliath. Why if there was anyone there that was a Christian, yes. they, they should have known that. See, they didn't. Yeah. Because the people depend on the people studying. There are very few people in the world, understand, percentage-wise, that study. It's the minority of the world's population that study. A lot of them, they're trying just to find food. That's, so that's, that's whoever sees it is to communicate it. That's why, it was, that's why he was given to see it. He or she was given to see it, to communicate it. Brother Gibbon, either you or Sister June have mentioned that these uh, revelations are not to be warehoused. But Brother Gibbon, in, in Matthew 13, verse 51, yeah. Jesus said, Every scribe which is instructed into the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasures things new and old. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of like a steward is in charge of these things, and he brings out that things Apollo, Paul and Apollos were servants of Christ stewards to take care of and manage and serve the household of God and give everyone meat in due season there's a lot of scriptures about that and that they're responsible for what for how they preach and teach what they teach and so this passage talks about that Paul said he had a special stewardship to preach the gospel in 1 Corinthians 9 16 through 18 he says he has a dispensation of the gospel committed unto him. Yeah. And then in Colossians chapter 1, he's speaking about this, again, about the stewardship, starting in verse 25, Colossians 1.25. Speaking about the church, wherever I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. I didn't put it in here, but the, the word for the steward has to do with... Uh, the economy of God. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it, it's just taking care of the household of God. And so Paul had this special dispensation from God to do this. To make known the riches of his glory, of his mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So Paul and the, the apostles had this uh, stewardship. But if you're a believer in Christ and you've heard and received the gospel, then 
we have a stewardship. Yes. Yes. In First Peter chapter four, verse ten, yes. as every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. Yes. Amen. And God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So we have the same stewardship. Yes, that's right. Now, we didn't come up with this. We would never have figured this out if it hadn't been passed on to us from faithful people who heard from faithful people who were going back to Paul and the apostles. But Jesus told the parable of the unjust steward in Luke 16, and there's a lot of things that you can notice in here. He, uh, the steward was in charge of, in charge of his uh, master's property, and he was, he was un, unjust, and he basically colluded with the debtors of his master to defraud his master. And he didn't say that was a good thing, but he at least he could see that the future is coming, and, well, he, he's going to be out of a job, and what is he going to do? He, he's, he, yeah, the Lord commended him. So at least, he, at least he's looking out for the future. He, he didn't commend him on his defrauding the master or colluding with the yeah, he, debtors, but I don't think he said he defrauded the master. He was making a point that this man prepared for the future. Yeah. The Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. And yeah. why not not rightly, wisely. Wisely, yeah. Yeah. Now, let's go to verse ten. He that is faithful yeah. And that which is, which is least is faithful also in much. That's right. He that is unjust in the least is unjust also That's in much. Right. So there's that, that connection. A steward That's is right. supposed to be That's faithful. Right. And if you're faithful in a little thing, then you'll be faithful in a great thing. But if, yeah. if, you're, if you can't be faithful in something as small, you, who's going to trust you in the real yeah, riches? Right. You know what? I think earth would reason just backwards. You would reason the other way. But we... We've lived to see a lot of men that had a lot of responsibility and they, they didn't handle it right. They wasted and squandered. So this is how the kingdom worked. If you, if you can be trusted with a little, you can be trusted with a lot. See, the word, this isn't the way the world thinks. No. Yeah. yeah. And another place it says if, if you mishandle another's goods, who's going to give you your own? And that's Are looking sure? forward to yeah. what our renewal is about, the inheritance. Yeah, this is, of course, I want to draw attention to the fact that Brother David is a good example of what he learns, he tells. That's right. Mm -hmm. Who hasn't seen this? Mm -hmm. What he sees, he tells. That's, that's what right. a good steward is, what a good steward does. That's right. Amen. Sees, tells. That's right. And what Amen. happens, then he gets more. Yes, amen. Amen. Some things I noticed in reading different passages about the stewards in the Bible. The steward doesn't appoint himself, but he's appointed by the master. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Joseph was a young, he was a young steward. He wasn't even out of his teens. Mm -hmm. yep. And he's running he's the house. in charge of the whole house. Yeah, and this was a key military man. Yeah. So it was, he was seen. That man saw Joseph's ability to manage. Mm -hmm. Yes. The steward is not the master of the family, but is to serve the family That's right, under the direction of the master. Mm -hmm. 
steward is a servant with authority, but is himself under authority. That's right. So uh, I, no I noticed that. The steward must be completely faithful and follow his master's yeah. instructions in every respect. Not free to just say whatever. If you if you're an ambassador, you're supposed to go to a foreign country and and to make peace with us or whatever it is you're supposed to do. You don't say whatever you want. You have to say whoever's entrusted with that message. You have to say exactly what it is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Amen. A steward. Also, there's a day of reckoning. You have to come. You have to give an account for what did you do with your stewardship. That's right. Yes. And there's punishment or reward based on how you. How you fulfilled that? The steward should live in expectation of the return of his lord, to whom he will yeah, give amen. an account. And uh, so, if there's a steward, and the Lord has given you a ministry, a stewardship. Well, the Lord's coming back. He could be coming back any time. That's right. Yeah. Matthew 24, verse 45 to 46. Who then is a faithful? And wise servant, whom his Lord had made ruler over his household, to give them meat in due season. Yes. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Amen. So when the Lord comes back, if you've got a ministry, it'd be good to be doing that when he comes <laughs> back. <laughs> and I notice that the steward is in charge of giving nourishment to the household of God. Give them food in season. In season, isn't that good? He doesn't just send a big table full of food and there's no hunger. Now, when I was a child, I was taught this by my father. Now, he didn't intentionally teach this, yeah. but he taught me about this. He, he did, he's left me at home, and I was supposed to do this work. I was supposed to do it. He told me exactly what I knew how to do it, and he left. Well, I decided it was time to take a nap. <laughs> and I took a nap. Oh, I didn't know that he was coming back so quick. And he came back. And, well, I found out. Did you have many stripes or just a few? You, you will get the, 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 well, you'll be punished. It is the thing. You, if, if you, in other words, if I would have done, and I knew it, I learned the lesson. If, if, if I would have done what was right, he would have praised me. He would have said, yeah. thank you. But I didn't. And, well, I'll put this way, my dad believed in corporal punishment. <laughs> and, but see, that's what it took. And, and then when he told me, go up there, we're customer shop, go up there and run those, those lines, those heating lines, I just went up there and I just did what he said. Then he could trust me without him because I learned the lesson. Yeah. This is, we, we all have this little defiant nature inside of us. And it thinks it knows better. It thinks it can do better. It can't. It can't. And yeah. over and over, we've been we've, we've, we've seen it, and now see what the Holy Spirit allows us the ability to say, "No, I know who you are. No, I'm going to do what the Father says." Well, that's that's a good steward. Amen. But there are bad stewards. I think there's a, there's a bad steward, and everybody's old nature is not capable of being a good steward. It's just bad. It's bad because it's been rejected by God. So this is what they're going over. It's very, very good. Well, it's in this chapter. This is a it is required. Yes. In stewards, yeah. it doesn't say that a man be faithful. That's not what it says. Yeah. It says that he found uh -huh. faithful. Amen. That's right. There's quite a bit of, quite a bit of difference. Yes. See, if you, see, if you say yeah. that you be faithful, then you might assess yourself uh -huh. with the, whether 
He finds your faith. Amen. That's right. Amen. Sometimes it's possible that you're exercising your faith words that some people will try and get you to quit. Oh, yes. They will try and get you to stop. Mm -hmm. They don't understand. You can't stop. Says we're supposed to be stewards of the manifold grace of God. Man. So, Man. if we have a stewardship, mm-hmm. we're supposed to dispense Amen. that Amen. grace to the hearers. So, there's some things I thought about that being a steward, and they're stewards of the mysteries of God. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about that. Is mystery is something that can only be known if God reveals it. Yes. And there's some things that God has not chosen to reveal, and I don't know that He ever will. Maybe when we or in heaven, but there's some things that are only God's, and there's some things that has been revealed. Yes. But I want to point out the uh, there were some mystery religions that involved secret worship, and you were forbidden to tell anybody about it unless they were initiated into it. And then once you've been initiated, then you go deeper and deeper into it. Actually, in Revelation two, we talk about the the deep things of Satan. Yeah, that's right. You can, I mean. It, there's yeah, deep things yeah, of God and there's yeah. deep things of Satan. Yeah. And if you're initiated in these uh, mystery religions, some, some of them going on today, yes. well, you start out, it seems like innocuous. Mm-hmm. But then you, well, now you've opened yourself up to uh, false knowledge. Mm-hmm. And you, you can go so deep that uh, I don't know the person ever could get out of it. But if you're not in, if you're not initiated into that, you're forbidden to tell any, uh-huh. like, you, you're not allowed to know. The difference is in the gospel, we print, claim it to everybody. That's right. But not everybody's going to be able to hear it. Yeah. It's, it's not that we don't proclaim it. It's just that people, some people can't see it. Some people can't hear it. Yeah. It's not secret. Yeah. It's secret in that it was hidden from the foundation of the world when God created the world. But then he had a time plan when he was going to reveal yes. it. And he did. Yes. Uh, in Romans 16, verse 25 to 26... Paul says, Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. There was a time when it was hidden, but then it was then it was revealed. Yeah. To all nations, yeah. it's not it's not a secret anymore. Yes. And going along with that, uh, another thing the steward does is he he knows what his job is. Yeah. Yeah. And he knows how to direct anybody or anything underneath him to comport with what his job is to to get accomplished. But now going back there to that uh, Colossians text and reading further. Says wherefore whereof I am made uh, a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest yeah. to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is 
Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus, whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. So he, he, that was his stewardship. He knew what his stewardship was. He was supposed to bring a chaste church and present it to Christ, who in turn is going to present the church to the Father, to the glory of God. He, that, that is the bottom line there. To the mystery that was hidden was Christ in you, the whole yes. glory. Yeah. Amen. Christ in you. Yeah. Now the most ardent follower of Moses would be Joshua, but Moses wasn't in him. That's right. Yep. Yeah. See, Moses wasn't in him. And the prophets, they yeah. were sent by God, but none of the prophets were in That's the right. people. Yeah. But here, yeah. Christ is in you. Amen. As a result of this ministry, Christ That's is right. in you. Amen. Now, I remember uh, God was talking to Moses, and he said, don't, don't offend the angel, yes. because my name is in him. Okay. This is the thing. The angels only do what God tells them. That's right. And they do it. So if, if don't offend them because they won't be merciful. They, they won't. Now see, Jesus on the other hand, he can teach us how to, how, how, how do you love one another? That's right. How do you That's submit to one right. another? That's right. It's Christ in you. It's him. He, if he's in there, he'll work his way out and you'll love one another. You'll do it. That's right. But yeah. you won't do it by yourself. You can't. The angels apparently do not have the capacity to forgive. Yeah. But they don't understand it. How would you like to be led by an angel? Yeah. Yes. Angel. Thank God you're not led by an angel. Yes. Well, that's not been their charge. To the best of our knowledge and, and what we have in here, God never told an angel that you forgive them. Yeah. He did say that to us. Yes. Why? It's because of our being put in Christ. He yes. forgave, therefore yes. we are to forgive. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. Yes. Aside from the Project Earth, yes. angels had never seen it. They, they didn't know anything about forgiveness. That's right. Yeah. Even though God is forgiving God, they didn't yes. know anything about it. Now yeah. there's a big difference between teaching people to forgive one another and actually forgiving one another. There is a huge difference. I say, well, I'm faithful in teaching everyone that they ought to love one another. But do, when it comes right down to it, did you love them? Because see, this is where it's going to be according not to what we know, it's what we do. That's right. And loving one another is a natural response from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in there, what desiring to lead you to love one another. See, the Holy Spirit's not feigning. He doesn't feign anything. He brings you the real, live doctrine of God. I mean, he, he brings you the truth. The question is, will you obey him? Because yeah. every indication, every everything the Holy Spirit does is it, to move you in a direction that, that's unto God. Yeah. See how this, just knowing that I should love, it's not going to get the job done. That's right. And even the Holy Spirit, he doesn't forgive us. No. 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 In fact, you blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. Oh. That's unforgivable. That's right. Yeah. Jesus. 
But God forgives for the sake of Jesus. For Jesus' sake. And so Jesus, so the Spirit is teaching you about God. Amen. That's right. Amen. Well, in my preparation for this lesson, I want to I want to point you to a book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Brother Given didn't know I was going to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me tell you, this is a commentary on Colossians. Yes. This is the first volume. It's a thick book. Yeah. But in uh, this book on page <laughs> on page 385, there's a lot of information about the mystery of God. Yeah. And so actually, uh, there's several pages. And eventually I want to go through and uh, have more lessons mm -hmm. if I get a chance to speak about some of these mysteries. Yes. I'm not covering the mysteries mm -hmm. in particular, but I recommend yes. this book. Yes. <laughs> Available on Amazon and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> there's no other form of religion that specializes in making mysteries known. Heathen religions are shrouded in mysteries. And they keep the mystery that's secret. Right. That's right. It's kept yeah. secret. So we're proclaiming the mystery. Amen. Yeah. So right. I want to, we need to make much of this like you're doing, brother. Yeah. I, want to point, I want to point this out. Yeah. Uh, page five. Notice that being a steward of the mystery of God refers to speaking yeah. is the truths of the gospel that's faith. Right. That's right. It is not to be kept secret. Yeah. I mean, if you yeah. if you receive this, it's something to speak. Yeah. 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 Here's yeah. a quote from McClintock and Strong's Encyclopedia. Uh -huh. It says, in every instance in which it occurs in the New Testament, the word mystery is applied to something which is revealed, declared, yeah. explained, <laughs> right. spoken, or which may be known or understood. Yeah. Now, there's things that I still don't understand, believe it or not. Uh, there's a lot of things I don't know. But I want to know. Yes. But uh, if you want to know, you can. Mm -hmm. You just press in and pursue it. Mm -hmm. But it's meant to be, if it's been revealed, it's meant to be spoken. Yeah, yeah. Just imagine now, the saints come together, they're in an assembly. Mm -hmm. This is less possible in an assembly where they can speak. Mm -hmm. So person A speaks what he's been given, see? Here's a sister over here speaks what she's been given to see. Yes. Here's a young person over here speaks uh -huh. they've been given to see. Look, look how you're understanding all of a sudden. Yes, amen. What may it take you years of maybe amen. never, That's never right. learned. That's right. I've experienced that in the assembly. Yes. Yeah, I have yes. too. No, I have sense. too. I want to point out 1 Corinthians 2, 7. But we speak the wisdom That's of God right. in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world into our glory. Yes. Ephesians 6 19. He says, Pray for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Amen. Amen. Colossians 4 3. Yes. With all, praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance, utterance. to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bounds. bonds. Amen. Talking about the, uh, the elders, 1 Timothy 3 9. Holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. And then 1 Timothy 3 16, with, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Amen. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, yeah. received up into glory. 
Amen. I want to talk about some of these mysteries, the mystery of Christ, the mystery of faith, the mystery yeah. of godliness, these different things. But notice it's involved with speaking, uttering. Yes. Speaking, yeah. It's a good word, uttering. Paul prayed for the Colossians in Colossians chapter 2, verse 2. He prayed that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Yes. So he wanted them to know the mystery of God. Amen. So the apostles were stewards of these mysteries, and they proclaimed them, and then they found other faithful men to... That's, so, that's why we know it, because yes. they did that's pass right. on. That's right. Amen. And you know, I've found that if you really want to understand what is being what is being said in a passage, that and you ask, God will send you that steward to explain it. Oh, to I know what you mean. You know, it's, it's not right. that He wants to keep it hidden from you. Amen. Mm -hmm. Many many times, somebody will come and tell you exactly what you want, what you're yes. after. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. That's God. Amen. Yes. That's what happened to the eunuch. That's right. Yes. He was isolated in a desert. Just him and whoever was trying to run. He yeah. wanted all this text. Yes. So God, the Lord sent him somebody. That's right, man. From Amen. all the way over and another, another town. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sent him, sent him out there. Tell him what he wanted to do. Amen. Yeah. You know, if, the, if Yeah. 
Here's a question from Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6. Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man, who can find? Well, God's looking for faithful men and women. Well, in the kingdom of God, there's neither male nor female. So I say, say man, I'm speaking of everyone who's in the kingdom of God. Male and female. I'm not being, dis not being dis discriminating. It's just... Uh, in Psalm 12, 1, David says, Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fall from among the children of men. There's a lack of people being faithful. There have been times that... I was completely unfaithful to God. And uh, I get, praise God to give me a chance to repent and yes. to prove myself to be faithful. Now, the reason we can be faithful, well, we can see the example of God. There's a lot of scriptures about God being faithful. God is faithful. The Lord is faithful who shall That's establish right. you and keep you from all evil. Yes. We also have the example of Jesus Christ, our faithful high priest. Oh, yes, Wherefore, in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, yeah. that he might be a merciful and faithful, faithful. high priest Amen. in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. So, if we have been made stewards, Paul and Apollos and Simon Peter and Cephas, they were stewards. Mm -hmm. But then they found faithful people, they passed it on. Now, if you've received this great message of the gospel, that's a trust that's been given to you yeah, to, right. to be a steward to speak it faithfully. Yeah. So we're stewards of the grace of God. How are people going to know about the grace of God if we don't tell them? Yeah. We, we, can be, we can point people to God and they, yes. they can have forgiveness of sins. Because otherwise they wouldn't know about it. Amen. Right. Amen. Now, in the scripture, there's people who have... Uh, Uh, office of leadership as a position appointed by God. He talks about elders and preachers and teachers, pastors and teachers. They have a double responsibility because of their, their position. But it's actually every Christian has been given a position of responsibility. That's right. Amen. But it, it says in Titus chapter 1, speaking of the elders or bishops, a bishop must be blameless. As the steward of God, right. not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not given to filthy lucre, but a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate, here, holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, Amen. that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. Uh -huh. So that's, a, a bishop is a steward. Yes. Isn't that good? I was just, he doesn't say if he convinces the steward, if he's able to convince. Maybe able. Yeah. yeah. So it, 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 because you're able to convince doesn't always mean you will. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Stephen was able to convince, but he couldn't yeah. convince the Sanhedrin. Yeah, that's right. But he was able. First uh -huh. Peter chapter 5. Peter says, the elders which are among you I exhort, who also, who am also an elder, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed, feed the flock of God among you, 
taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Mm-hmm. A faithful steward gets a reward. Yes, amen. Amen. That's right. Yeah, this is so. As you're, as you're saying that, remember whenever Jesus speaking to Peter, he said, Peter, lovest thou me? Peter said, yes. What, what Jesus said, he says, feed my sheep. Mm-hmm. And they asked him again. Mm-hmm. And Peter said, you know I love you, Lord. He said, feed my lamb. See, this was the stewardship that, that Christ was, that Peter was receiving a stewardship yeah. from the Lord. Yeah. And so the stewardship is not just performance-based, uh, you know, as, as doing something uh, in a law manner, you know, all right, you said cross that T, I crossed it, you said dot that I, I dotted it, so there you go. You have your, your thing there with all of the crosses and dots on it. The Lord's saying with all these stewardships, lovest thou me? See, it's a personal thing with yeah, the Lord that's right. whenever he gives a stewardship of any sort. Your, your response and your performance is tied in with your love for God. Amen. That's right. Amen. 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 I want to point out that Paul was given a stewardship because God found him faithful. Yes. He was entrusted with the gospel of Christ. Mm-hmm. And in 1 Timothy 1.11... He talks about the, the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. That's the language of a steward. He was given the gospel in yeah. trust. Mm-hmm. And in uh, 1 Timothy 1.12, he goes on to say, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. So if a person is found faithful, yeah. then God will put him into the ministry. Yeah. That's right. He demonstrated faithfulness in other words. You don't get put into the ministry and then try yeah, to be faithful. That's exactly right. Amen. Because Paul was judged faithful, that's the, then he was made a steward. That's why he, Jesus spent these three years with his disciples. That's when they were. That's when they demonstrated their faithfulness. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's why uh, Paul wouldn't take John Mark with him. Yeah. Is because he hadn't demonstrated faithfulness. And his mission was too critical for him to take someone with him that that he wasn't sure was faithful. So, so you, know, you can see Paul's determination to, he was very careful how he did the work of God. Yeah. And then, to show he didn't hold right. back when John Mark straightened up even. That's right. So it wasn't the person, it was the faithfulness or exactly. independability. Exactly. It wasn't the personal. Show you how careful Paul was yeah. with his ministry. He was faithful. Amen. There's examples of faithful ministers in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I notice here that uh, I uh, confused Paul and Peter. <laughs> but uh, Paul traveled around with Silas. And I would believe that Silvanus would be the same person as Silas, just a, a Latin name as opposed to a Greek name. But uh, uh, in Peter, 1 Peter 5.12, Silvanus is called a faithful brother. Mm-hmm. 
It talks about Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ. Mm-hmm. And there's Tychicus, who is a beloved brother and a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. Mm-hmm. We've got Onesimus, Paul says, yeah. a faithful mm-hmm. and beloved brother. We have, uh, remember when Paul came to Philippi and mm-hmm. he went down by the river and they found Lydia. Yeah. And she said, if you found me faithful, come to my yes. house. Yeah. Yeah. So he came. Yep. Yeah. And of course, Paul called Timothy mm-hmm. my beloved son and faithful in the Lord. 1 Corinthians 4.17. And then he writes to churches that are faithful. Colossae. To the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are in Colossae. Yeah. Yes. And also in Ephesians 1.1, 1, 1, he says... To the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. So, if you're faithful in Christ Jesus, you got to read the book of Colossians and Ephesians. Yes. Amen. Yeah. And he, you notice he tied that in with their association with him. Yeah. He didn't call people faithful. We didn't. We didn't know who they didn't. He said, "I heard about your faith." Yeah. But then the people had proved their faithfulness with him. Yeah, they're valuable, valuable people. Yes, we had an example of Moses. He said, he was faithful no, was in all my house. Yeah. Numbers chapter 12, verse 7. But yeah. we had faithful servants, and that we can follow their example. Yes. He was yeah. taking care of a group of people about the, roughly the size of Chicago. That was his stewardship, one man, yes. until he got 70 others to help him. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I want to point out the gospel has to be entrusted to faithful people who will pass it on to faithful people who will pass it on to faithful people. Yeah, that's right. That's if right. there aren't faithful people to be passed on to, well, the Lord says when the Lord returns, well, will he find faith on here? Yeah, you don't give pearls to swine. Mm-hmm. Well, some people try to, but. Paul, here's what Paul said to Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 through 5. I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall return unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. And then in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, Paul speaking to Timothy, says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses... The same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Mm-hmm. I want to point out that Paul didn't do this in secret. He said he, he was in every church, everywhere, yeah, teaching yeah, yeah. and preaching. This is not done in a corner. That's right. The mystery of religions, everything was kept hush hush and secret. And the only way you, could get, you have to be initiated first before you can even learn a little bit, and then you have to go deeper into it, and nobody outside could ever hear about it. The gospel is you tell everybody. It doesn't mean everybody's going to hear it or see it or believe it, 
but it's not kept secret. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, all of us here tonight are some of the results of Paul's faithfulness. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two millennia later. Amen. There's something. <laughs> Here, here's a question. Who are the faithful ministers of Christ and the stewards of the mysteries of God? But there's people around here that's, that are still the ministers of Christ. Yes. Who's going to be the next generation of faithful men? As stewards, we've been entrusted with the mysteries of God, the good news of salvation by grace through the sacrifice of Christ. We are answerable to God and must speak his word faithfully, striving to please God and not man. We as faithful stewards must faithfully pass on the mysteries of God to the next generation of stewards. And then the verses 3 and 4 and 5 talks about uh, the judgment. We still have a little bit of time, or shall I? Uh, the, the point is, a steward doesn't care what other people think about. Because if, if, if you paid attention to what people say to you, or, or you, well, I wonder what they're thinking about me. I wonder, you know, it'll drive you crazy. Yeah. You don't. It says he didn't even judge himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why is that? Because God is going to judge us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Amen. if I judge myself, my judgment—I can't trust myself. My heart is the heart yeah. is deceitful. But God can see into the heart. He can see the secrets of man's heart. He, yeah. he knows everything. He can judge the intents and motives, the purpose that you have. If you judge yourself, you may be wrong. Paul said he was approved by those who received him and those who didn't receive him. That's right, yes. So the people who didn't receive God didn't receive Paul. People received Paul. They received God, received Paul. So he was validated by both responses. Yes, amen. The only thing that matters is what does God think about you? Does he approve you? Brother Justin. And he said elsewhere, he said, who shall lay anything to the charge of yeah. God's elect? Yeah. He said, it's God that justifies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Brother Justin, I think on the day of judgment, he'll give an opportunity. Nothing's going to happen, but mm-hmm. yeah. with a assembled universe, then, is not one personality that's going to rise up and lay a charge to one of God's yeah. elect. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you know, now... Uh, and you can get a lot of confidence by knowing this, that God knows your heart. Now, a, a wicked person is afraid of that. Mm-hmm. But see, when you when you love God and you want to do yeah. His will, and then you know that God knows your heart, see, this is great comfort comes. And now you can minister in peace, knowing that God accepts us. And invariably, and, yeah. and, and, and a lot of times, during the lesson, while I'm... And while I'm going through it, somebody will say something, and it absolutely changes the whole direction. Why? Because God's faithful. He knows that you want you want to present the best, but see, sometimes we need all the input in order for the best to rise to the top. Yeah. So you do what you do what you know, what what you can see, and then God gives the increase. That's Amen. Right. Yeah, He's, he's faithful to direct things. Yes. We're not just coming together to talk off the top of our head or just give our own opinions. We are collectively seeking truth. That's right. Good. And, you know, just in case, because I know this goes out, just in case whenever we're talking about we don't judge ourselves, 
uh, somebody, it's, it would be sophistry, but still, they might go, well, it says, judge yourself that you be not judged. You know, that's not the same thing we're talking about here. Whenever you know you're doing something wrong, you judge yourself and you correct it. Not judging, we're talking about in an ultimate sense where God is going to approve or disapprove yeah. as it affects the thir uh, eternity here. And you can be deceived in those areas. You can't rely on your own judgment. These things, uh, God gives us to see these things. It's not something that is just surfacely, uh, you, you can't just give an assessment of it. Yeah, Paul, I think it's first, first Corinthians, or second Corinthians 6. He says they approve themselves as ministers of God, a good report, a people report. Both sides proved he was the person of God. Yes, yes amen. Second Corinthians 10, 18, Paul says, For not he that commendeth himself he is approved, but whom the Lord commendeth. Yeah, so yeah, if you yeah. want to be... Yeah be approved by somebody, I want to be approved by God. Amen. 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 So, uh, let's go on to verse 4. Paul says, I know nothing by myself. I didn't cover this in here, but everything he had, he received from God. He didn't know it by himself. And But he wasn't justified by what he knew. He, he that judgeth me is the Lord. So he yeah. was aware as a steward that he was going to give an account. Yeah. So if, if you have a stewardship, if you have a ministry... There's a day of reckoning, mm -hmm. and it, we have to give an account for what we did. Yes. In uh, 1 Thessalonians 2, 4, it says, We were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel. Even so, we speak, not as pleasing men, but God, which trieth our hearts. Mm -hmm. So we imagine if you have a job to do, and your uh, boss gave you a very explicit directions exactly how to do it, and you were doing it exactly the way it was supposed to be done. And you think, I could do it. I want to do it differently. I, I'd like to do it. I think this would be better. Or someone else comes and says, well, why don't you do it this way? Because it, that'd be better. Well, you want to do it exactly the way that your boss told you to do it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, David, um, yes. I have an account from just tonight of um, the Lord revealing some revelation to us, Mary and I. Um, not too long ago, she leaned over and asked me, what is the unforgivable sin? And we discussed um, between ourselves blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Although I couldn't really explain to her um, why that was unforgivable. And it wasn't long after Brother Given mentioned that the Spirit um, is not Jesus himself, the Spirit. Can you maybe explain that a little more? That yeah, the, the, Spirit, Holy, the Holy Spirit is the one... If it personalizes Christ in the truth, mm -hmm. there isn't any other way. Mm -hmm. So if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, you've rejected Him, and there's there's no other mediator mm -hmm. that's, going, that's going to take His place. That's right. He doesn't tell you exactly what He doesn't say precisely what it is. What what would it, what it, if He did? If He said A B C, what advantage would that give you? That's right. Right. And I just, I just have experienced that so many times. I want to give thanks to the Lord because mm -hmm. He uh, does move between us and through us and in us. And so many times He'll speak a word mm -hmm. uh, directly, you know, to us, knowing our hearts and our, our what we need. Yeah. That's why. 
Thank yes, you, see, God, for that. Amen. You can see how that in the grace of God, he doesn't say what not to do and spill, spill, spill. Yeah. He tells you what to do. That's right. Amen. Amen. Don't quench the spirit. That's right. Amen. Don't grieve the spirit. Yes. Yeah. What if I don't? Mm -hmm. What if I do grieve it? Mm -hmm. That's right. I've got no one else to send you. That's right. Amen. That's what it boils down to. There, there isn't anybody else to work with. That's right. That's it. That's right. And no one who's grieved will know it until the day of judgment. That's right. Amen. Yeah, they don't know. Yes, amen. Yeah. Well, go ahead. I'm going to wrap this up. The secret is that be sensitive. Mm -hmm. I just want to point out that everyone who's a minister and a steward of Christ and a steward of the mysteries of God, there's a day of accounting. And a reward yeah. or punishment based on how you handled the stewardship. Mm -hmm. And there's scriptures in. Uh, but what what I want to hear is well done, yeah, uh, good and faithful yeah. 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 Amen. That's right. Isn't it something that you're going to give an account for all at once? That's right. See, you don't give an account day by day, or once a year. Uh -huh. Everything at once. That's right. Amen. You'll have full recollection, see you That's right. Amen. See, it, it, say, I can remember when I was afraid of that. Because I had said, and I thought, well, how am I going to answer that? But see, as you grow great, see, you, you're living out the answer to that. He gave you grace. He gave you to repent. And so when you tender and, and, and you say, well, I repented of that, and see, that'll glorify God. That's right. That'll glorify Christ. Right. You repented and he forgave you all your transgressions, and now you're actually glorifying God. Really? Because of the judgment. What a wonderful thing. There's a song that that in the chorus, it, it says, For I know whom I have believed, yeah. and am persuaded. Yes. That he is able. Now this is where this is where phrasing comes in. Mm -hmm. Now, one of these phrases is how flesh hears, and the other one is how the spirit hears. Okay, the phrasing with the timing of the music says that he is able to keep that which I've committed mm -hmm. unto him against that day. <laughs> and you're thinking, oh. I've committed so much. And, but the Spirit says, oh, he's able to keep that that I've committed yes. unto him That's right. against that day. And he rejoices that come quickly. <laughs> Even so, come, Lord Jesus. But for the longest time, whenever I was little, I couldn't. Couldn't figure out for the life of me why we were singing that. Yeah. And talking about all the things we committed, and yeah. he's going to remember it in that day. Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. Are there any comments or any questions or more discussion? Very good. Very good, brother. Um, if I get another chance, I want to talk about some of these mysteries. So they are stewards of the mysteries. Yes. And they've got the mystery of faith, you've got the mystery of the gospel, you've got the mystery of Christ. You got the mystery of Babylon, yes. mystery of Babylon. Amen. You got the, a lot of these, and yes. I wanted to get through this passage. Mm -hmm. And although I was very much tempted, uh, it'll take more lessons. <laughs> There's no way to get through all of this in one lesson, so I did what I could. So uh, thank you. Uh, appreciate all the people on the live stream watching.
And I want to say hello to Pastor Keith, if he gets a chance to watch this. I have a friend who uh, thought he might be able to come tonight, but he has a funeral to perform. So, uh, thank you. Uh, Brother Robert, would you close with a yes. prayer? Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight for Thanksgiving. We thank you, Father, that you've given us Christ. The Father, he has taken away our sins and given us the gift of the Holy Spirit that we might know the things that are freely ours in him. Yeah. Father, we ask, Lord, that we have the word we've heard tonight, Father, that they would, they would uh, live in us, they would produce the things that you sent them to produce. Father, we thank you, Lord, for a salvation that saves us. And Father, we thank you for a God in heaven that, that, that does the right thing, that is holy and righteous. And Father, we depend on, on, on the things that you've given us uh, to, to lead us to you. We want more of you. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for giving us peace in our hearts, Father, because of the gospel. And, Father, we ask, Lord, you would bless Brother David for all of his labors. Amen. And, Father, you would give him the desire of his heart, Father, to see more of these things and, and to proclaim them to us. We thank you in your son's name. Amen. 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 Amen.